What's happening, everybody? It's Lugo coming at you with the first Wednesday episode of this podcast. And I figured for the very first episode, I'll explain a little bit about my fandom and how I got into it. And maybe I'll ramble on, ramble on into about a couple topics that are on my mind. We'll just see what goes and what happens and where we go from here. So to start off, we'll say that I was uh, not necessarily a big fan when I first started, I was more of just a casual. It was always on TV in the house. I remember coming home and my grandpa would be watching it and whatever. I was into it when I was younger and then I kind of got out of it. Never really went into any live shows or any of the sort. And then when I got a little bit older, i uh, say about mm, 14, 15, I started to pay more attention to what my grandfather was watching and it was around the time when DX was coming back I know more watered down I know it's not the best part but hey 14 years old always loving those fart jokes and cock jokes you know whatever so I started to really get into it and I was really having a great time with it and then as we got going on and got farther into it I was really getting into the edge and uh, John Cena stuff and that was just, to me, that was probably the last time for a while where I was really like, there's memorable stories doing this and in this wrestling thing. And while I was doing that, I started to get more into the behind the scenes as far as like the backstage politics or the news rumors stuff that goes along and that's been happening. Started to really catch my eye doing that. And that's when I realized wrestling is a very special art form. It's very different than, say, movies or even TV shows because as a kid, you can like it for what it is. You know, all oh, these guys are beating each other up. This is great. It's amazing. I love it. You've got these comic book characters come to life. It's crazy. It's amazing. It's the best thing. Well, yeah, as an adult, you start to realize, hey, he is talking to him. Uh, What? And even before then, you know, as soon as you start to really look at it, you can see, oh, it's quote-unquote fake. I'm not a big fan of that term because you still really get hurt and you still really got you've got to put a lot of effort and a lot of your time and dedication into it, so there's nothing fake about that to me. So that's when I realized there's a whole other thing to this. You can look at the behind the scenes of, oh, shoot, someone actually got hurt in a match. So they could creatively find a way to write this person off. That amazes me because I'm like, okay, that to me, that's how I started to get back into it because I'd be like, Ooh, how could they write him off? Uh, are they going to do it creatively? Are they just going to be lazy and just, Oh, he, you know, he's hurt. He's got to go. That's how you got some things like stone cold getting run over by Rikishi and he doing it for the rock. <laughs> uh, that's how you get, just some of the stuff that's been happening recently. I mean, 
on the lazy end of the spectrum, talking about what happened with Roman Reigns. He just disappeared one day. Um, so that's how I kind of got into it. You know, I started to realize that there's more than one dimension of way of enjoying it. You know, you can enjoy it as for what it is when you're a kid, and you can enjoy it for the backstage stuff, and if that's what you're into. But now, man, now it's really good because now you don't have to just – you can do both. Um, they're very athletic now, and not to say that they weren't back then. The style is very different. I personally have a friend who doesn't like a lot of the newer style, um, depending on how it's done, of course. I don't want to speak for him until I have him on here. But a lot of the newer style, me and him have some debates on. <laughs> Anyways, that's how my fandom started with wrestling, and I've stuck with it ever since. I don't know how or why, but it just, something about it stuck. And as I, as I was explaining that, you know, for a while there, it was hard again to watch. Even after I got into it, I felt for the longest time that around the 2007 was when I was really was really hitting its stride. And then for a couple years, it started in my college years, it started to get a little, I don't want to say boring, but it got a little difficult to watch again. I still watched and there was still a lot of bright spots. So I can't even really say it was that difficult, but I just didn't have that same kind of like, Ooh, got to watch it. Got to watch it. Got to watch it. Um, until this new crap of uh, crap, <laughs> this new crop of characters started to come up. You've got the Shield. We've got now we've got Ricochet. We've got Adam Cole. The NXT guys basically is what turned it back around for me because there was like a lull. I thought, um, and I felt like you had to pick either these guys were very athletic or they had good characters. You had one or two that could do both, and it was like Rey Mysterio and edge like you had those guys and yeah a couple more than that if you go deeper and, and dive into it but for my personal taste those are the ones that were sticking out the most and now there's just so many that can perform well that now we're getting into the exact opposite issue where they have to be more athletic and that's almost expected now so now the people that catch my attention are the ones that have a great character and athleticism like, as much as I love Ricochet, poor guy doesn't get enough time, whether that's, you know, on him, what have you. In my personal view, I like the guy from what I've seen in the interviews. But the character, I just, I have not really been able to connect to. And, that, and maybe that's just because I'm older, too. Maybe for the younger kids, maybe he is that Rey Mysterio type that I had when I was a kid, even though Rey Mysterio was still around and he's still kicking it. Maybe he's that superhero for them, and maybe that's just why I'm not, quote-unquote, getting it. As far as other stuff going on with this product now, though nowadays, I'm just, current situation-wise, no matter where, no matter what company, whether AEW, ROH, WWE, Do Japan, Ring of Honor, it doesn't matter. This current situation that we're in, the whole world's in. It's made it very, very difficult for me to watch because I never really realized until until this happened how much the fans really do add to the experience. For as much as these a these asshole fans can be, they just they they're vocal. They add just a layer that you don't get, that you don't realize, that you don't realize you miss until you don't have it. Uh, it it's not the same and. To be honest with you, that's partially why I've created this podcast to begin with. 
I wanted a reason to get back into watching it again. I've taken a month off, month off plus, I believe, and it's just really difficult to get into. I don't want it to be because I still love it. I still keep up with it. I just, the picture in my head is better than what I'm seeing on the screen. And maybe by doing this, I can still appreciate the art form for what it is, which in a way it takes it back to that. Takes it back to, man, if they can tear the house down with nobody in there, imagine how it's going to be when they can come back. So it could be a very good learning experience, but it also could be a detriment too, because if something's not working, they're not going to get the instant feedback until afterwards. And then you got the whole people on Twitter freaking out and yelling at them. They won't have that instant oh, we got to change it up now. We've got to do something to get them back that they normally get with the live crowd. And now I'm thinking, hopefully doing this, I'll be able to put my thoughts more into what it is and get my love back, hopefully, for wrestling that I had that actually was slowly coming back anyways. I don't want to say I ever lost it, but it just became a thing that I did. It just became habit. Watch Raw. Watch SmackDown. Um, AEW is a breath of fresh air for me. I know a lot of people. That's, you know, whatever. They may not like it, and that's fine. I tell you a reason why I like it is because I think it's different. Now, does that mean difference always good? No. Does that mean I'm going to sit here and say, oh, it's amazing when they do the exact same thing that WWE did, but because they did it, it's great. No, I'm not going to say that either just because I, I... I'm not a big fan of brand loyalty. I'm really not. I prefer that if something's good, I'll tell you it's good. Or if it's bad, I'll tell you it's bad. Again, obviously my own personal opinion, but, and I will try to my best to give you a reason why I don't like the whole, no, I just don't like it deal. That's not, that's not my, my take. That's not what I'm trying to do here. What I'm trying to do here is explain to you, Hey, this is my point of view on it. And then we can have a discussion from there about, why I should see it differently or how I could see it a little bit my way, a little bit your way and just really just have a great discussion on it because I love talking about this. I talk about this all the time, just random. I'll be like, Hey, do you think there would have been an issue uh, with Roman Reigns getting over if he actually never ended up getting his hernia back when he got it? Uh, stuff like that, which that'll probably be a topic because I love bringing that topic up. <laughs> Because I have strong feelings about that. Anyways, stuff like that will be my goal, what I try to do here. And when I bring people on, they'll be, maybe maybe we'll do something where I'll bring someone on who doesn't really watch wrestling, have them watch wrestling, and then have them come on here and talk about it. Or the most likely case, which I plan to do, definitely is have a few of my friends come on that do listen and, and, and do watch and they're just ingrained as I am. And I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of them probably are a lot more knowledge and versed in all the years of wrestling than I am, because unfortunately I missed out on the chance when I was younger, when I fell out of it to have the extra time to appreciate the older style wrestling that a lot of people would perceive quote unquote boring. I don't have that luxury now being 27 years old I can't find the time to watch all of that have my day job try to watch wrestling that I get that I can watch now also remember to eat pay my bills and live and also have a social life 
it's just very difficult. But I don't want to complain because that's a great problem to have. So much wrestling, and especially if you love it. And there's and, and the fact that there's new content coming all the time. Man, there's just it's just such a good time to be a fan. It's just really difficult right now without us as fans to be able to be there live to enjoy it. And the worst part is, is I know that these guys are giving all their all and I should still support and show, hey, you know, if I say I like it and I say all this good stuff about it, why don't I watch it? I should still be watching it. Well, this is my reason to do it now. And now I've got, you know, and now I can take notes. Now I can come up with things to talk about between, oh, how they could do this better, how they could do that better, and use that extra layer that I was talking about earlier. And I could use that to my advantage to try to get back into it again at the level I was at before this entire world pandemic started. I'm also looking at, hopefully, just learning more. Maybe when I get some friends on here, they'll talk to me about a match that I have never seen. Pretty good chance I've never seen it. I should go back and watch it, report back, talk about it the next week. And try not, I'm going to try not to make this just another review podcast and just, oh, they, they did this wrong. They should have done this. And I don't understand why they did this. Don't get me wrong. That's most likely going to happen a lot of the time. But I'm going to try my best to limit that. I'm going to try to keep it too discussionary and more predictionary. So not so much, oh, I didn't like where they're going with it. I would try to be more of, oh, here they could take they could take this and bring it here. And this is how I would do it and try to guess on what they're going to do. And I'm going to try to stay away from the dirt sheets as far as knowing what they're going to do. So I'm going to do my best to not do what I have been doing this whole time and just read in advance of what the plans are, even though I know they always change. I'm going to try my best to make sure that I don't just get desensitized and just say, oh, well, he's going to win because, you know, his contract's up and yada, yada, yada. It was, no, I'm going to do my best to just stay fresh and use what – I have learned from my years of being a fan to where I think I'm gonna, they're going to go and where I would like to see them go. Maybe give you both um, of my sides of my brain on that. Like, oh, this is most likely what they're going to do, but this is what I would like to see. But again, by no means am I more than just a fan. I don't know any of this stuff. None of this is factual, and that's why I'm opening this up for discussion. Because if I thought this was all factual, that's just crazy. And if I thought I knew everything about this, then what's the point of me even doing it? I already know. Why I even watch it? I've seen every single storyline they could possibly do, according to my brain, if I thought like that. No, no, this is all meant to be fun for all of us. And I want to get all of us in on a discussion. And who knows, maybe I'll reach out to somebody who never really got into wrestling and all of a sudden heard this and went, you know what, I'll, I'll let me check it out. Let me let me see what this this is all about. And then again, I'll get a lot of those people that are probably like, you you do realize it's all predetermined, right? I mean, uh, you, they 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 decide this like months in advance, and they're not hitting each other. Um, no, really, really, Cirque du Soleil, they're not really trying to hurt each other either, and they're not trying to mess up. It's a it's not even choreographed what they're doing out there. So don't even try to give me that. <laughs> 
because it's just that stigma alone bugs me. And my passion for this is, uh, it's, it's rather extraordinary for how long I've been out of it for how long I've got into it. Um, now that I've been, I, I, it's almost gotten to the point now where I don't remember it. I'm almost at the point now where it's not, it's been in my life longer than it's been out of it. And, and I've been enjoying it and paying attention to it. And I just, with all this stuff that we have to our exposure now with just the new content daily, like I said, weekly, the other podcasts from the professionals that do it, that have done it, their, their perspective on things. It's just all amazing. And I know I'm just another voice and another fan that's just giving his opinion on what he thinks they're doing wrong, but I want it to be more than that. If I can help it, I really, really, really want to get as many people as I can to discuss with me. Um, whether that be my friends joining me actually on this thing and we're discussing round table style or just taking comments from you guys saying, Hey, this, uh, this, this here, why, why haven't you touched on this or what's your opinion on this? And then go back to that same person, tell them, Hey, this is my entire side of it. And then read what their entire side of it is. And then maybe have them come on and be like, Hey, this is, well, we can debate this farther. It's just, I don't personally know of any other medium that you can do this kind of thing with you could say maybe franchise movies maybe tv shows because there's a lot of strongly opinion uh opinionated people on shows like how i met your mother you know the way it ended the way it ended could you know you get people saying oh they shouldn't have done that they should have done this and all, all that stuff or the marvel movies which on fridays maybe we'll talk about um but other than that kind of discussion, you don't really get that live, that real discussion like you get with wrestling because you can even involve the wrestlers themselves, whether they're in character or they're talking about their experiences as being the character. They can be involved in the conversation themselves, and they have a point of view that no one else has. Like, no one goes up to Chris Evans that is an adult and expects them to be Captain America. They don't completely just give him lines from his movies. Sometimes I'm sure now, I mean, probably a lot more now than he did back then, but no one expects him when they see him on the street to be Captain America, to be Steve Rogers. But you see, you don't really see Undertaker on the street because people are expecting him to be Undertaker. Kind of a bad example now considering he's opening up, but hey, if you see someone like Dolph Ziggler, he's basically being himself as much as he can be on TV. So people expect him to be that person 24-7. And I don't know of any anywhere else, uh, any other kind of medium where that person is expected to be that subject all time of their life. And I can't imagine how it was back before the cat came out of the bag and everyone realized, hey, something's going on here. It's a work. Back then, it must have been incredibly difficult because if you're an asshole, you got to be an asshole all the time, which that's probably easier to do than always having to be the happy-go-lucky good guy, even when you're having the worst day of your life. 
I don't see how that can't grind on you. And I'm kind of glad that the veil has been lifted in that aspect for the performers. But I don't know if it's completely changed though, because you're still going to get those guys, like even adults, and that's fine, that are going to expect them to be that way. They're going to expect them that if they're a good guy, they're going to have to always want to shake hands with you. They're always going to want to have to take a picture with you, no matter if you're shoving things in their face at, you know, four o'clock in the morning. No, no, it's, it's, it needs to be more separated. I believe like the movies, like give them a chance, like ask them, Hey, excuse me, sir, ma'am. May I please have a picture with you? If not, that's okay. Don't bother them. You know, just don't, keep them from what they have to do or even having a life. And I know this kind of spilled into a tangent, but this is what's going to happen here. (laughs) This is going to happen, especially right now. I don't have any kind of notes going on right now. I'm just kind of spitballing and giving you a little taste of my style of how I do this and a lot of pauses and a lot of mumbling, probably what have you, but this is all going to keep happening until I get used to it. Um, and when I have people on, I'm hoping that it'll open up the conversation even more. Um, I'm still getting used to this whole setting of talking to nobody. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit jarring. You're not really used to it. Uh, no matter how passionate I am about this thing, I'm, I'm going to, uh, it's going to be a little awkward at first, especially if I come unprepared. <laughs> but I wanted to get the first one out of the way. First one's always the most difficult one, as they always say. Anyways, back on topic. So, for this, th- this whole wrestling thing, I I don't know, right now is, like I keep saying, it's just such a weird time, and it's kind of testing my fandom, and I'm hoping that I can use this to keep it intact more than just passive like it has been. Because when this year started out, I was so excited that they had AEW, that they had NXT, that they have SmackDown and Raw. And I was just excited of the possibilities. Sure, there's going to be some overlap. Sure, you're going to see a lot of the same things. Sure, you're going to see some things that you're just not going to like and you're not going to understand. But this year started with so much optimism for the business, and now I'm a little bit worried for it given what's been happening with, you know, characters and their contracts and people that thought they were set are no longer set. And now they've got a left fend for themselves, but we don't make the business decisions around here. We just kind of observe them and hopefully it does get better for everybody. I know that my, me personally, even though I've met none of them and they don't know me personally, I do wish them all the best. I know we'll all come out of this. It's just how, and we all got to keep pushing. I don't want this to turn into something sad or depressing. So let me think about what we're going to do as far as to close this thing out here. I'm thinking, no, we're going to do this one for about 30 minutes. Uh, well, we're actually almost there. So maybe I'll just pose a couple questions. Uh, question number one, how, how did you get into it? Do you remember what angle or where you were or anything about when you first got into watching wrestling or, or uh, how it entered your life. Question two, 
did you fall out and why? And if you did fall out, what made you come back? What was it something that someone of your friends from the wrestling past that you had told you, hey, you got to come back. This is this is good again. Or was it more complicated or was it somewhere in between? I think that'd be really cool to, to hear about your stories on that as well. And the third question is, with this empty arena stuff going on, what do you think they could do? Uh, do you think they just run the train and just try to keep going, keep pushing forward? Or do they try to just tread the water for now and push storylines little bit ahead, a little bit, and very little at a time, and just try to buy their time? Or do they go all out with nobody there, and it's very difficult to go all out? Uh, for me, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's very difficult. I know, as I said, with the business stuff, they've got to run X amount of pay-per-views. They got to keep doing what they advertise to do with their shareholders and whatnot. They got to keep going as far as the business aspect for that. But when there's no crowd to go off of, when there's nobody to help push them, because that's, that takes you to, and I don't care for someone who's never done it. I don't care. There's got to be something that when you hear these people going after you and going off and whether you're a good guy or a bad guy and they're just cheering for you, that's got to give you that extra something that you don't get without them there. But at the same time, depending on how it's done, you could structure things in a way where no one being there is end up being more creative. Evidence with the Boneyard match, maybe I'll talk about that. Um, cause I still need to see that. I have not watched that all the way through. See what I mean? This hopefully will get me back into enjoying this on a regular basis. Um, but I don't know. I think, and I don't think anyone has a one answer or a correct answer for this, because if they did, then we'd have no problem. And I wouldn't be saying that it's hard for me to watch right now. Um, I think as I was saying, there's a middle road somewhere there's some kind of gray area somewhere where you use the advantages of nobody being there to your advantage <laughs> no kidding really and you can get something super creative that you can't get with them there and you take your time to do this maybe you do very very slow builds for live things and maybe not all the matches because then it would become a trope in itself. But maybe what you could do is for the for the uh, big storylines that are kind of s- slowly creeping along, maybe not every pay-per-view have a big storyline involved, but maybe every other pay-per-view set it up where there's been these little seeds, these little seeds, these little things that keep happening, and then... You have that cinematic match as the payoff for the big storyline that's been kind of going little by little. And in a way, you'd be bringing back something that I've missed, and that's long programs that aren't just going long and just keep fighting each other, but are long with substance. So you could keep adding more story elements. And then you could even incorporate those story elements into the cinematic match. 
So that way you could have, you know, this big, like, like, like I said, I sorry to go back to it again, but the boneyard match, they had things that led up to that. And there was a reason why it was a boneyard match. You could do something like that. And I know you'd probably run out of gimmick matches to do, but maybe you don't necessarily call them gimmick matches and maybe they just become taped regular matches, but because they're given more time they can get a little massaged, they can be, I don't want to say perfect matches, but they can be more fine tuned than they would be if they were just live. They can be more fine tuned uh, to showcase each side's strengths. If they didn't like something, they can go back and do it again. They can work. They can actually put show production into it that you can't do in a live show or even in a tape show like a SmackDown because if they can work now, I don't know the whole thing about it, but if they can work now and tape, they can do this. They can actually cut out the stuff that they don't like, or they can try a couple times. They can have a couple takes, a luxury they don't have. The only issue with that, though, is when it does go back to being live, they might get used to having the, the option to go back and, and, and tape and fix it. But that's why I say maybe not do that for all the matches, but just the big storylines. Have maybe one or two of those type matches in a pay-per-view because, like I said, the t- pay-per-views still have to go on. That's just an idea I thought maybe they could have. And maybe I have more ideas like this. Maybe we'll uh, deep go deeper into this subject in itself when I have someone else on. But I really needed to get this first episode out of the way. And I know it was very sporadic and all over the place. I'll come more prepared sometime, maybe, hopefully. And I really do think it'll be easier once I have a couple people on. But that's no excuse because I'm going to keep rolling on this thing with or without people. So thank you for listening. And once again, I've been Lugo, and this has been the show. I'll talk to you later, and I hope you all have a great and safe time. We can get through this. 